0: I invite you to rise for the reading of the one verse that we will focus on tonight taken from our gospel reading from Matthew it is verse 26 we hear again then Pilate released Barabbas to them and when he had scourged Jesus he delivered him to be crucified these are your words Heavenly Father they are your truth we pray that you would strengthen our faith through them amen may be seated Something needs to be done about this. Right now, in the hearts of a lot of Minnesota residents and citizens across our country, across our country, there is that sense of feeling regarding a trial that will be taking place up in Minneapolis of a police officer accused of murdering um, uh, someone that he arrested. Something needs to be done about this people will be paying great attention to this trial probably all of us in here as well that sense inside of us that something has to be done doesn't maybe just get directed toward this police officer maybe maybe some of the other police officers that have been accused of things maybe even the victim there's a there's a sense of justice inside of us that is watching things like this especially uh, really well-known trials like this that, that makes us uh, feel a part of it in that sense because it touches something down inside of us right in our own minds and hearts and consciences there's a spotlight in us that shines out on crime when it takes place in our country in whatever way shape or form that that happens and especially if something is a, a really gross injustice, if if there's an incident that takes place where let's say a child is abused or something horrible happens to some woman or whatever, there's there's this rage inside of us that just rises up, it's a righteous anger about all of that. And it just says something needs to be done about this. The wildlife in Minnesota, the dogs, the cats, the raccoons the squirrels the deers they don't care they could care less about this but human beings inside of human beings there is this sense that something has to be done a sense of justice it's a it's a residual effect of the original image of god created in our first parents this at in that at that time before the fall into sin this perfect knowledge of right and wrong and complete harmony that they had with god which of course was lost and yet there's a residue of that inside of us that looks out at the world with a spotlight of justice and says something needs to be done about this when we hear about or see things especially when they rise to such a level of gross injustice and so inside of each one of us is this tiny little courtroom that is activated whenever we're looking at the world around us and things that happen around us. It's all rooted in this natural law that's just placed inside of our consciences. And inside of each one of us, there's a little judge with a gavel and a bench and a robe who's sitting there looking at the world, looking at things that happen in our life all the time, especially if things happen to us from somebody else, and we're constantly making these little decisions. Something needs to be done about this. Dr. Franz Pieper said this, the conscience is God's tribunal in the heart of man. And this judgment inside of us can take a very intense look at things sometimes. We can study and evaluate things in tremendous detail at times. And we can really spot injustice when it takes place. But that that same spotlight of injustice that shines out at the world sometimes gets flipped around on us and sometimes comes shining right back on our lives and our hearts and our minds and the things that we've done. And as much as we can firmly condemn things that are out in the world, that intense justice that we have can sometimes do the same thing inside of us as well. After Cain killed his brother, it didn't take long for him to realize he deserved to die for this. He expressed that to God when God comes to address this with him. That spotlight suddenly flipped back on himself. Years ago, when I lived in Florida, right in our community, there was a lawyer who had been cheating people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars and uh, once he knew that he was this was about to all be exposed he drove out to the airport and took his life i remember when i worked at a store in town while i was in seminary there was a man that used to work with me who was my manager and he loved he knew i was studying to be a pastor and he loved to take god's name in front of me because he he thought that it would irritate me and he would use our Lord's name in a very negative way frequently right in front of me kinda to get my goat and one day he said to me that really bugs you doesn't it and I was so sick of this I finally said to him I'm not the one you need to worry about and you could see how his face changed just flipping that spotlight back on himself rather than on anything else Suddenly he walked away and had a a little bit different perspective. This happens to us when we realize things we've done wrong, when we think back on things in our life or ways that we've strayed from God, sometimes over and over and over again. When we think about what other people would think of us if they knew some of the garbage that we've done in our lives. When that spotlight of the law shines back on us with, with that pure justice something needs to be done about this that can be kind of a crushing thought at times now in the story before us uh... jesus here stands in a secular court in front of this roman governor Pilate, and what's acting out in front of us is a jewish custom that would take place during the passover as a way of kind of reflecting or showing the reminding the the jewish people of how god had freed them from their slavery in Egypt they had a custom that every year um, someone would release one of the prisoners that had been had been taken into custody and we now have this man Barabbas introduced to us Barabbas and we don't know anything about him we don't really know much about his crime other than he'd been involved in an insurrection there's a historian from the time of jesus by the name of josephus who writes about a roman insurrection that a revolt that had to be put down and there were people murdered and killed during it uh, people often assume that he was probably part of all of that so here is this wickedly evil man but what a strange paradox we have in front of us here here Pilate puts in front of us uh... two characters if you will one who is absolutely pure and sinless all the way to his core and being, all the way back inside of the womb of his mother, without any guilt or sin. And this other man who is about, was actually um, uh, rightly tried by the court to be put to death and waiting for that to happen. And Pilate now puts these two in front of us, they couldn't be in completely different categories, and now puts before the people a choice as to which one was to be released. And by doing this, by by telling us of this little incident that maybe only took three minutes to happen, by telling us of this story, God is putting in front of you and me a visual for us to identify about what takes place with us before him, before his throne in heaven. Think think about it, this little incident that, like I said, maybe just took a matter of a few minutes, all four of the gospel writers bring it up and write about it. It's a significant event. It really had nothing to do or wouldn't change anything as far as the course of Jesus going to die on the cross. In that sense, somebody could argue that it really didn't play into his passion history from his perspective at all. So why did God the Holy Spirit make sure to include this to be read in our Lenten services all the time every year? It's for you and for me. As a visual picture, it's as if God If you will for just a moment, think of Jesus and Barabbas like two actors who have been put on a stage to visually depict to you and me what takes place when Christ dies on the cross for us. It's visually depicting what Isaiah says about Jesus. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all that God chooses here to take someone who is completely sinless and lift off of you all the stuff that in your mind and heart just like mine would cause us to say to ourselves something needs to be done about what I've done in my life God picks all of that up and dumps it on the one sinless person that's ever lived in all of human history now here's what's interesting in kind of a strange twist God is sort of like Pilate in this situation. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Pilate knew that Christ is absolutely pure and innocent of any crime. You can tell that by what he says in our text. But the very law that he selects to put in front of the people to determine what should happen to Jesus or Barabbas, the very law that Pilate selects now will end up putting The blame onto christ the sinless one and he can't get out of it pilate can't get out of it his justice requires that he has to do what he the law that he used okay the law that he picks has to now condemn this sinless one and that's a picture of god our heavenly father in this very scene okay You and I know what we deserve. Look at your life. Look at my life. Think of what our consciences are like. Think of the stuff that we know inside of us. Something has to be done about this. And yet God has chosen instead to put that all on his son instead. Now, back to Pilate. Pilate cannot get out of the situation. The law that he picks to use in this circumstance requires that he lets Barabbas go. He is allowed to walk. The same is true with God, our Heavenly Father. The very law that he has selected to use in your eternal trial as to whether or not you should be allowed into heaven, the very law that he has chosen to use now requires him to let you walk. What what gets you into heaven and saves you before the throne of God is not just the merciful, loving, compassionate heart of God, it's also the fact that he is a just God who can't lie. He is a God of justice. And his justice demands that you not be condemned for your sin. Why? Because Christ has already been condemned of that. Now, right now in your heart and mind, just like in mine, there, there may be a, a, a thing that, that makes us wonder about well, what about certain things that I've done in my life? What about those really bad sins that I've done? What about that stuff I just can't seem to get rid of, it just comes back over and over again? What about those someday on Judgment Day? Well, God wants you to look at the story with Barabbas and to realize he is not allowed to condemn you for that. He's not allowed to crush you to hell for that because someone has already died for it something needs to be done about that yeah something has been done about that so he wants you to know that you're free to go you are barabbas walk down into the crowd go back to your life you are free to go why has he done that not just so you could come to heaven someday but in order that you might be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him everlasting righteousness innocence and blessedness praise be to him not only for his mercy but also for his justice amen